Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week, the weekly roundup. Yep. The weekly roundup has begun again. Um, to start this week, we will go back to Coinbase. Um, they have just announced that they will be bringing out a direct deposit option for people and their paychecks. So you can now, in the next couple weeks, you'll be able to sign up and have your paycheck literally direct deposited into your Coinbase account, and they will allow you to convert that into crypto for free. Oh, wow. So, you know, obviously you're not going to put your whole paycheck into crypto, but... Yeah, I, they so they made that distinction uh, pretty clear where you don't have to put your whole paycheck in. You can put a percentage of it. You could do your whole paycheck if you wanted to. Sure. Um, if you're baller like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically like your 401k, you right? I mean, that's the equivalent is instead of doing a 401k, putting your, you know, eventually I, I would assume your company is going to match that, right? I don't know because you're managing it. So oh, if, if they, if they came out with like an, an, an ETF fund or like an IRA fund. Okay. Maybe I should base. preface by saying the cool companies will match that for you. Once yeah. crypto becomes yeah, mass cool adopted, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. is what I meant. Yeah. You'll get your 3% yeah. match on, on crypto. But I think it's really cool because I mean, no other exchange is doing that right now. Well, and they're kind of doubling down on all this stuff, right? It's yeah. like the government saying, nah, hang tight. We'll let you know. And they're like, nope, we're giving the people what they want. Well, and I think this is kind of like their their plan B. They're trying to get uh, more investors, more people engaged. So they were going to do the Lend project, which they had to put on hold um, indefinitely right now. Uh, and then now they're like, you know what? Fine. We'll just release the direct deposit paycheck thing that we're working on. Well, but it's what people want too. It's like, you know, acorns, right? Where it just rounds up, you know, it's stuff that like set and forget it. You don't have to think about it. If I know that part of my paycheck is going into crypto and I assume once their platform is up and running, then you'll be able to select what crypto you want or yada, yada, yada. Well, and I mean, they already have that where you can, you can do, you know, weekly buys of Bitcoin or Ethereum, Litecoin, whatever, and it's just automatic. But now it'll also be automatic to have your US dollars in, in Coinbase. And now you're budgeting for it too. So mm-hmm. that seems like a really good idea. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, next up, we got Visa. Visa announced some big news this week. They will be um, launching a universal payment initiative to integrate central banking digital currency. So we talked about last week that um, the U.S. was calling their currency a central bank digital currency. That's just the umbrella term. That's not necessarily what they're going to call it, which means that we really could call it. AmeriCoin. AmeriCoin. So we might have to petition for so that. So central bank digital currency is any central bank, any country is called a central bank digital currency. Yeah, if they create a digital currency, the the term for so it's, that currency. So as opposed to decentralized, which is what crypto is, a central bank crypto is not really a crypto. It's I mean, it works like a crypto, but it's backed by the central bank. So right. there's still probably middlemen and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, but it, I mean, it still adds the efficiency and security of, of blockchain which is better all around. But it doesn't get rid of those middlemen like 
a no, decentralized no, platform no, does. No, no, no. Right. And Visa is constantly working with middlemen, so it would make their it would streamline their transaction process. And I mean, they're they're doing what twenty six thousand transactions a second. Visa. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Bitcoin, which is seven. Yeah. Yeah. So they need they need this to stay on track with where the world's going. And then, I mean, it'll, it'll make it easier for anyone to, to make a transaction, especially if you're maybe in a business meeting across the world and you go out for dinner and you want to do your Venmo, but you can't really do that because the person you're meeting with is using the Yuan and you're using us dollars. So visas integration system would allow you to just make a quick swap without even having to worry about it. So Hopefully. like, so like if you're traveling to Mexico and you're, you know, on vacation and you take your U S dollars and you turn them into pesos, like that takes effort. It takes a middleman to make that transaction for you. There's actual paper money that yeah. takes place, you know, and there's that, a fee and there's a fee. So you're actually losing a little bit. You're there. losing a little bit. So as opposed to that now we're because everything's digital because everything, everyone uses credit cards all around the world. This is a much more efficient way to do it. And Visa is just like, we're going to be the first ones to market with this, you know, transaction based, I mean, crypto, but also it's central bank crypto. Yeah. I, they're, they're, also, they're not going to dabble in the crypto side of but it. But they are a little bit because they're going to, their, their system will integrate stable coins as well. So like Tether are, um, they're already partnered with um, Circle, which runs US dollar coin. Okay. So I'm, I'm not saying for sure it's going to be Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever other cryptocurrency. Um, but they're definitely going to work with stable coins as well as central bank digital coins. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, I mean, it's the paper money is disappearing. Yeah. It's going away and this is the next logical step. Well, and it's, it's gotta be advantageous for them too, because then they can, reduce how much they're spending on fees because I'm, I'm sure they're kind of eating those fees when you go and swipe your credit card in Nicaragua for, you know, a Coca-Cola. Oh, sure. So like when you, know you go I mean? to the gas station, like you go to the small gas station and the guy behind the counter is like minimum $5 to, to charge the credit card, right? Because the fees from Visa are larger than the profit margin for using your credit card. So that's why they have a minimum. I'm sure you've seen it. And so that's, uh, that would alleviate that issue. Hopefully. Because, yeah. Cause you know, Visa wouldn't have to charge them. So well, and even if, even if you're not being charged by Visa, Visa's being charged Visa's being for charged. that transaction. So they're saving money on the back end. So maybe and time, just maybe they would give you a better interest rate on your credit card. Who knows? Maybe instead of 29% AP APR, it'd be 28%. 28. Yeah. No, let's, let's not go crazy. 28, <laughs> well, 25. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So more adoption, more institutions. That's what we're looking forward to. Last topic we want to talk about today in our in the roundup is uh, I want to I want to come back to what we talked about a little bit last week, which was the the Fed Chair Jerome Powell um, has been in the spotlight a little bit, and he was just at a Senate hearing, was grilled a bit about his stance on cryptocurrencies um, in lieu of China banning it, he was asked, uh, is that going to happen here? And he, in, 
in a few words, he said, no, we're not going to, we don't have any plans to ban Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I think it's interesting that he said Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because they're, they're the same thing, but making a distinction between the two is, is odd to me, kind of shows that they don't really know as much about it as they probably should. They don't. But the nice thing is the new SEC chair, I think his name's Gensler or something like Gary, that. Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler. Yep. So the new SEC chair, Securities and Exchange Commission, he uh, actually has a background in blockchain and taught a course at MIT about blockchain. So to have a guy... In the, at the top, right? With, with clout in the crypto community. Well, and, and education. He understands yeah. how it works if he's teaching a class at MIT, right? 100%. And he's got background in the public sector and the private sector. So he's got, I mean, I guess he's got incentive on both sides because um, Powell's kind of against it. But it seems like after this, like, this hearing, it seems like he kind of revealed his cards a little bit and that, like, they're working on regulation. It's just, they, like I said last week, like they want to do it on their own terms. So I think it's helpful that he had to say that on the record. But the fact that Powell was kind of against it, Janet Yellen, who's the Treasury Secretary, I think that's right, right? Janet Yellen's the Treasury Secretary. That sounds accurate to me. Yeah, Treasury Secretary. Yeah. Um, she's kind of against it. So the fact that, it's got the kind of the trifecta, right? The um, is that this Gensler guy is he's versed. He's versed. He's versed in blockchain. He's versed in crypto. I'm sure he's invested in it. So as we well. have a shot. We have we have some, better some shot. of the right people that aren't just you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of people where they're they're old all, white men, <laughs> right? Right. They're all about the old financial system and they're not willing to see the new possibility of of blockchain and crypto. I think it's also interesting to point out that even with this ban in China, China still owns as a government oh, almost eleven billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Wow. And our government uh, owns just about 4 billion in bitcoin. So regardless of banning or or whatever regulations these powers that be see the value in it. Well, and they're not telling us the truth either. No. They're making it look bad, right? It's the yeah. wild west and yet you're highly invested in it mm -hmm. to the tune of billions of dollars. Come on. Billions, I see through billions that. of taxpayer dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, in a way, yeah, I mean, that's all their money, right? <laughs> that's our money. We that's should money. we should have a percentage of that. Yeah, percentage of that should be directly invested in AmeriCoin and distributed to the population. AmeriCoin. Yeah. So that's that's the roundup. Some things to think about. I'm sure we'll be revisiting this in the weeks to come. Now let's check out the charts. All right, Bitcoin. Uh, we've got some volume happening now, and I will give that credit to the debt ceiling being raised. Um, we've got Congress that's actually doing their job. That's pretty great. So more money into the market, uh, more printing of money. So free money means the market goes up typically. So we can see this uh, little resistance line here. We've got you know some some movement upwards, which is great. I'm going to be looking at the weekly close on Sunday. Um, weekly close, we're going to want to be above 45K at least. 
if we can close, like if we can close here, it's Friday currently. If we can close here, this is a bullish engulfing candle on the weekly. That's a pretty good sign. We still have to get up above this, this resistance here, which is 52.53. Um, so once again, you know, I think we're going to hop up here, bounce back down and then head up. So that's what it's looking like but it is looking pretty good today. So hopefully we can close the week that way. Um, now, as for total market cap, uh, I had posted in our forum a little bit ago about a $1.7 trillion, um, you know, coming back to touch that support line. Looks like we hit it right here, just about hit it right here. Now we're heading back up. The next resistance is gonna be about 2.2 trillion. If we can hit that, go past that, then We've got some really good, uh, some bullish momentum. And lastly, let's take a look at the Bitcoin dominance. So Bitcoin dominance means what the total market cap of Bitcoin is to the total market cap of the total market cap. So we just looked at that 2.2 trillion. It's right around two right now, 2.1. So right now, 42.6% of that is in Bitcoin. Everything else is in altcoins. So as this line continues to drop, altcoin prices continue to go higher. So you can see back in like 2017 right here, we had, this was February of 2017. So 2017 is when the bull run began. So you can see this is when the altcoin started to show up, right? Is that this was mostly Bitcoin. Back in 2017, 96% of the market was Bitcoin. And then, you know, Ethereum shows up. So we have this kind of momentum here, that was in 2017, four-year cycle, 2021, who's to say we couldn't flip that and 90% was altcoins. I don't know. I'm not saying that's the case, but it would be kind of cool, especially if you got some, some cheapies. All right, let's go for our dollar cost averaging. I've got on my list this week, XLM, Stellar Lumens. We are at right around 29.7 cents. Um, we're hitting this line here, which would be our support line. And we've got some some legs here. So um, I'm liking some Stellar Lumens. The other one that I'm following is Engine Coin. Engine Coin's in the video game space. So you know how popular video games are. But this has a pretty nice chart here. Dollar forty-seven, and then lastly, I'm really liking Neo. It's I think it's a sleeping giant. We've got forty-two dollars. Last time it peaked a couple months ago, it hit one hundred and thirty-five dollars. So we got a lot of room to grow there. If we remember from last week, our Fibonacci extension. Let's just take a look and see what Neo does if we go parabolic. Oh, close to six hundred dollars. Not too shabby. So check out NEO. NEO is like, I mean, they've compared it to the Ethereum of China. It's a, it's a pretty good project. Definitely check it out. And for $42, I think it's worth dollar cost averaging into. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. We are not licensed financial advisors. So make sure you do your own research and all content and analysis is intended for educational purposes only. So thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.